What's up? Today I talked to my good friend Tyla Hilfrich. This was recorded originally February 20th, 2020. We are inching closer and closer to uh, the good old pandemic. Tyla, aka Tyler, is an artist, a multimedia artist. He does residencies around Wisconsin and yeah, we we met in an interesting circumstance as well, but great guy, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Five, four, three. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back, but why not? But why not? What's up, friends? We're live again Thursday night. Uh, if you're not drinking, hope you're enjoying our company. I'm here with Tyler Hilfrich, a uh, longtime friend now, three years, two years, something like that. Um, well, we'll tell you how we met in a second, but um, Tyler, why don't you start us out? Well, okay, a little intro. Tyler is a local artist um, and he's got some fun, crazy ideas and he's always trying something new. And uh, I respect that, and I know that uh, someday we're gonna have some some deeper collaboration. We haven't, ha- we've always like uh, skirted around ideas of collaborating, but we'll come up with something. Oh yeah, someday. well thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. So, um, question of the day: what What do you want to ask of Northeast Wisconsin? Uh, I guess I want to ask: Is it appropriate to be uh, something that I call a fake patriot? And and that, what that means is calling out our own government for things that may not be, you know, historically appropriate. Uh, like, I would say that we're a bit imperialist, nationalist, fascist, uh, you know, with things like the Patriot Act, like kind of going over, kind of pushing the boundaries of what this country was, you know, founded on. Yeah. So, and being a fake patriot is that okay to call that out so um is it frowned upon or um should people be looked down upon maybe for calling out the government for things like um starting wars that we don't need to be in um spying on u.s citizens um and maybe taking a lot of money from corporations what do you guys think should there be more fake patriots um is it actually patriotic to call those things out or should we just take everything uh as is right or should we just move away you know (laughs) a lot of people um i don't know it's funny because like i believe as many people say that like um the u.s is like the greatest country on earth will it be that way forever like i mean it takes a lot of work to be that, you know what I mean? And uh, it takes a lot of um, maybe like bravery or something and not just like bravery of like patriots, literally not just bravery of military, but um, bravery of, you know, going against some things that aren't, you know, aren't maybe right for the direction. So citizens taking, you know, standing up, I guess. Yeah. Where would you move if you could? Um, Well, I've, thought about this a lot um i lived in germany for a year so that was always good but it's kind of the same problems um 
but I either go to South America where I can get three times my money, or I would go to a socialist uh, European country. Okay, so you only get three times your money right away when you first move, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to come in with some bankroll right. to make or, it work. You know, but but maybe not because you know if you already if you have like you know a sum of money or you know you don't have to have a lot but you can get three times right away and you can at least be sitting pretty while you can like scheme and maybe build something right and you could still get internet you know american internet money true living there yeah so if you have some connection or clientele or product um that you know is going to work or that you think is going to work um that money can hopefully go three times further to make it happen faster or you just you know be poor in another country true right (laughs) true i mean yeah we could keep going we'll we'll get back to that maybe um so okay so how we met first and foremost is uh basically you're you're kind of up for anything kind of person right you're you're all about new experiences optimization almost (laughs) yeah um you said you just got done with the sauna you're always looking to you know take care of yourself maybe um experiment with um testing your mind i'm guessing pushing those things um so we did uh why don't you why don't you tell a story from your perspective if, if you yeah yeah uh so about three i think it was three years ago in 2017 uh, i was living with my homie and his girlfriend uh knows knows you or went to high went school, to high with, school with me uh, his girlfriend and did. she tagged me on uh one of your you know video call out things for cryotherapy because she knew that i wanted to try it and then turns out that i won and then uh i met you at was cryotherapy of wisconsin on wisconsin ave which is now closed did yep. you know that they closed um i did not actually oh, yeah. know that they were they're, officially closed yeah they're as far as i know they're 31st of january okay but, um because Dang. they i guess they had twins the owners had twins okay. and they're too much or you know it's yeah. a lot to handle yeah uh but so we went there and I made a video, my first video for Venture Wisconsin, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Ever since then, we've just been like, you know, yeah. So crossing each other's path, right? I went to one of your art parties. Yeah. That was probably like the second time oh, yeah. we hung out. Um, but yeah, so we did like a a promotion, basically a live video, and and you did cryotherapy for the first time, and it's, it's I don't know. I just think it's funny. It was like the fifth or somewhere between the fifth and the 10th video that we ever did. So super early on yeah. in the game, but yeah. that's how it goes. So, um, so you're about to start a residency at the trout, um, which will be uh flagship kind of for the trout. Is it flagship ever? Or just like, will it be like a revamping of something that they haven't done in a while? I or? don't believe that they have ever done it. Uh, it'll be just kind of a creation and, like so i'll be the the guinea pig mm-hmm. um but afterwards then they're gonna actually put out the application for artists um ne- you know around fox valley and nationally and and hopefully internationally to c- bring them to downtown appleton so that's that's exciting to be able to you know help create that and be a part of it and 
the trout museum has come a long way since i've moved back to appleton four years ago because um, when i moved back here almost no artists that i know wanted to be involved um but ever but there's been some you know flopping and changing of seats or like people who work there and now it's become like a good place to be and like you know be just a part of or at least in, just oh, more integrated yeah. more integrated in the community kind of thing <clears throat> right more inclusive and nice. like reaching out and actually like working on being community or uh, you know kind of a community player instead of just like for the the people who donate or who are on the board type of people like the the, the money like because i would say before it was like kind of more about the money and now yeah. it's like it's still about the money but it's uh it's more it's like more about the art too and the artists okay especially so that's awesome yeah you need uh you need to give back to the the scene as it is right yeah um something that's kind of excited me uh in the music scene there's a lot of that um it's more so just music scenes a little different because there's not many there's not there's not as many like music only venues it's pretty much like a bar or a brewery or a restaurant that supports music right. and there's a lot of that to go around where like comedy and like art it's like there's galleries and museums and uh clubs right. that are like for that and then it's whether they you know whether some leader in that organization steps up to um make a grassroots scene right you know? so for comedy it's like open mics and doing more of that you know um art it seems to be just like i guess how do you see the grassroots growing for art uh for visual art um yeah i guess i guess start there i think well I mean, there's always been visual arts, like grassroots happening here. Mm -hmm. And I would say that even the Trout Museum is like a product of that um, because it's it's in its 60th year, I believe. And it was created from an artist guild. So, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, they just a group of artists decided they wanted something and then it just evolved into what it is now. Um, and I think that there are a handful of those things happening, but it's just a little bit tricky to get you know them started and like off the ground especially in our environment today like economically and for millennials like i mean we we all see like or maybe we don't all see but i've seen things where it's like harder for millennials than it was for our parents to like just like get a house and get started and like our money isn't worth the same anymore it's like it's really really kind of sad so i think that's yeah. making it even harder for people who are artists mm -hmm. because it it already is hard for artists before you know before this trouble so but i, th I think what needs to happen for appleton at least for the for it to get on the map more than it is because i would say it is on the map but the, uh, there, we need to have someone who is a leader already in the music scene and the visual art scene to come together and to pair them because that this last mile of music i was um i was not having a good time and it's not because the music wasn't good it was because the visual art was pathetic like was it just not there wasn't talent or was there wasn't enough of it or what was the thought it, there wasn't like any of it it was the like 
I'm I understand advertising and you know the need of it. Right. But I think that it would be more effective if the advertising was paired with a visual artist. So the people who are advertising reach out to an artist to sure. make them an ad. That would be the banner because if I don't know if you remember but like for the stages, some of the stages like they had you know, they a banner in the back that said this stage like sponsored by blah 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 mm-hmm. and it was just a white banner with black black text and the logo on it and it was just like are There's, you kidding me this is like, opportunity you see opportunity there right and and it just was like every every venue it was just kind of it, it made me like quite angry actually sure. and like not happy to be in appleton <laughs> you're, um, such a, you're such an artist <laughs> i mean because i i've worked with the the people or some of the people who like put it on yep. and they know that there are artists and they're like begging for like opportunities and there's like and they're just like business as usual kind of thing right and, and i understand it's easier they're over yeah it's easier it's they're overwhelmed like right. it's a lot of work but yeah there's we have a year there's a year a whole year in between plan, you know yeah. the plan so what so when you say um c- combining the two um, do you think it needs to just be like, uh, something that's done ahead of time? Or do you think like we were talking about art hop out of green Bay, which actually does pair like a live painting with music. Do you think more like that or maybe a mixture? Like what, like what's your thought? I think a mixture. Cause obviously art hop, I mean, we, we know it, but you know, I would say we're more involved in the community than in the average person. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that is super successful and it's, and it is something that's like special because it's made during the time. Right. And I think that would be something that would be super unique for Milo music to have an artist paired with, uh, another uh, musical artist or musician mm-hmm. and to make a piece while their show is on. But even before then it, there should be the banners all made that have like art artistic you know merit inside of them like even for like uh, the red lion um courtyard like just make it a little bit fancier you know like or even like jones park like don't just say sponsored by this bank or like Mm -hmm. this window company like we can we can do a little better like sure i don't know definitely yeah um yeah i think that's something that could go a long way for uh not only exposure's sake but it could it's a win-win right because it would it would add value to the experience of the show ideally right um and and it's creating relationships mm -hmm. like more relationships than there already is with with the band and the like visual artist and then with the administrators Mm -hmm. um something that happened this last mile music that i was a part of is um the the gig poster project um it was like i think it was created like a nonprofit just to for all the tax and paperwork stuff but uh there was 10 artists and they're paired with 10 musicians like each one musician each and uh they made then we were responsible to make a a a design for them Mm -hmm. um and then it was printed at a local print shop and then sold at mile music 
sold as like a poster for someone's wall or something yeah uh sc- just a screen printed poster and they were at cool. uh different venues or not um, were they at like the pop-up stores and stuff or? uh i think some of them were but mine was at mcfleshman's mm. uh and some, like another one was at crazy sweet mm-hmm. um you know just like different like blue moon and stuff like that just like different shops that's cool um and that was i would say it was very successful but you know it, it wasn't affiliated with mile music oh it was a separate thing so but we were allowed to put mile music and like mile seven and stuff on it but we weren't allowed to put the logo of mile music because i think that they were they weren't sure of the credibility and how it would play sure. out which is understandable but i think that is something that is has there been a conversation about re relaunching it or, or doing it different this time or not yet. I'm not I'm not I'm not involved in that conversation if it's happening. Okay, gotcha. Who? So that was a nonprofit. Oh, that small was, thing that was run by some someone um, else. Jane. Uh, I'm forgetting her last name, but she's co-owner of Mondo. Oh, Jane um, Oliver. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. She so, headed that up. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah. She works at Strathmore too, so she's got the paper hookup. Okay. Strathmore paper. Yeah. That's right. She does have a full-time gig. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, they're punk. They're, uh, was it, is it punk? What do you call it? Um, they're, I think punk, like old school punk rockers. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have like, um, uh, they have a clash, like they have a clash day. There's an international clash day and at Mondo wine bar, <laughs> they like celebrate it and they put on like spikes and like leather and they just really? like, they party. Yeah. That's it's awesome. cool, yeah. I've never heard of Clash Day. I'm yeah, not, I didn't I've never, either. Never been really into punk, but not because right. I don't want to be. It just yeah. And there's so much music out there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, how would that happen? Like, how would how would we get there with Mile? Um, I think it needs to start right. Like, there needs to be there needs to be maybe a, a sample because at the end of the day, um, <clears throat> like I see it from, from the brand perspective of like, uh, what if we roll this out and there's a bunch of issues or, um, right. More headaches. or what if the bands, you know, don't bands can be finicky. Like band, like some bands are mate. Like, I mean, a lot of bands are amazing, but some people are just great people. <clears throat> and some are like picky like mm-hmm. um like i did some filming with um with we jam and the string duster show and um i mean understandably like they don't know me they don't know if i can do it like what i can do or if right. i can do anything and if anyone there can so they're you know they're entrusting you to moral of the stories if you're gonna make that happen um with mile i think starting like with a like what if we just try this on the main stage or or what if we try this on like the third biggest stage or something Mm -hmm. and then maybe year two it's like let's let's do a pre-printed design on on all the stages that you collaborated with local artists um and then we do the live on the second biggest stage and then third year it's like maybe people love it Maya loves it and now it's a thing right you know it's a good idea yeah i think that's a good way to go about it i I think it's just a little tricky with the people who actually are coordinating uh mile music because i don't i've this is just word on the street is that it's changed hands a couple times and i heard that it changed hands again but 
Uh, it's speculation. Do you mean, what do you mean by that? I, can, I might be able to tell you if you're right or wrong. Well, I guess this is the rumor that I heard that uh, Jameson bought up my music and but Willems and marketing is the the so they used to or like they, they used to own or I don't know they probably still do still own it but then I heard that Jameson bought it and then they just have them manage it still okay but I don't like know I said, that I, don't know. I mean they'll probably message me like that's way <laughs> off like shut please, please tell them to shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah. like I don't know how um, does he know that no I don't I can't say yeah literally. I, don't, I, don't I can't know. either that's just a um, rumor like, I'm not trying to start any any drama <laughs> as far as I know um, I, I don't even think you you can't really even say that Willem's runs it i'm pretty sure because i think mile has their own staff like i'm pretty sure it's like ian mm-hmm. taylor um kim kim willems um but i'm pretty sure they are like separate and they just like um use resources from willems which becomes like a sponsor type yeah that's how i'm pretty sure it yeah, works you know what i mean whatever it is it's dicey it's a it's a weird well it's i weird think business stuff i, I don't think i I won't say it's dicey. I think, I think business in general is weird. Yeah. So like, um, (laughs) because like, okay, so like, let's look at Bloomberg. He's running for president. Um, like Bloomberg runs a financial company, a media company, which can influence how people feel about the financial company. And then he runs a philanthropy based business, which is like, um, a nonprofit that the found or in a foundation, a foundation. Yeah. Exactly. Um, let's look at Amazon. Amazon right. just started a non, a, a foundation for, uh, climate action, donated 12 billion. Rockefeller did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, that's way more dicey than right. what mile music. Right. Is doing. And I, and I agree and I'm not trying to, I'm not right. trying to right. be a hater. Like I appreciate what whims and marketing does for mild music and for Definitely. Appleton. I'm not trying to do it. Yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, speak any hate. I'm just saying that I have my own issues that I'm trying to work out, and this is like part of it. I know. Because, I think because I'm just angry at Appleton sometimes. Like, right? I'm just frustrated and just like I just w- hope the best and like wish the best for Appleton, and that's like the reason why I've stayed here for four years. Like after coming back, you know, like because I could go so many different places, like, right? And I'm just like, I'll just, there's so many op- so much opportunity here, mm-hmm. and I just like see an op- see a way that we can make better for mm-hmm. other people definitely and like that's the only reason why like yeah I, I, that's the only reason why i'm angry and i'm like yeah. saying that stuff that's that's why i admire you i think um i think uh understandably maybe you're you're a little frustrated um and i think you you've tried you've been a part of so many different um art movements you know um on a like on a micro level you're you know you're making this trout you're starting this trout thing ideally this is something that keeps rolling and like you're willing to just be the small part that you know you're willing to just be the catalyst and like start something new or try something new and i think you've had successes and failures and like that's awesome um we all have right um as long as you keep moving. Yep. So what, is there something about Appleton in particular that, that you like in terms of Northeast Wisconsin? Like, um, and I'd like to get into a discussion with you about how you feel about 
Um, I don't like to divide Northeast Wisconsin because the the towns and like the the maybe establishment in them. So like the visitors bureaus and the you know the the cities themselves and the they all they it's, it's kind of competitive mm-hmm. you know it's like uh appleton wants to be bigger than green bay green bay wants to be the biggest nina thinks they're bigger than appleton and there's a <laughs> you know what i mean there's all this yep. um and then the, the the citizens of menasha think why would you live anywhere other than menasha you know it's just like um there's already competitiveness and and division but um they do operate as individual communities i want to hear your take on um, the creative scene in Northeast Wisconsin. Um, I want to hear your take before I give any thoughts. Well, well, I think you are better understanding of the different communities because you do videos all over, like in Green Bay, and mm-hmm. I, I'm usually just hunkered down in Appleton. I mean, I get out, but not as much as you. Um, so you want to hear yeah i guess what like where do you think of the creative hub lies in northeast wisconsin oh, I see. like where's like the hot spot yeah or the like do you think it's door county do you think it's appleton do you think it's green bay do you think it's oshkosh like, well i think it depends on the medium um because sure i don't i like i said i'm not really that great with what's going on in a lot of other places but appleton ha- is good with uh, performing arts Um, and with music um so i think those two things appleton is you know doing maybe better than the rest of the community but as far as visual arts i think green bay um is probably i i don't it's hard to say because i don't i'm not in that community very often and i Mm -hmm. like i try not to go there because I just it's I don't like driving and all that and I, that's why I don't like Milwaukee too. I don't I just don't like driving and all that. Is it like a like a carbon footprint thing? Or? No, it's just oh. a, a headache and no way. like I, if if there was easier to get there, if if there was a rail, sure. Like it. I would I would be all over it. I would be We need we need vacuum trains, man. I know. Well, <laughs> even just a normal <laughs> train, passenger train, that would be a, a, a good start, but I think um, I think altogether, it's you know we're doing a good job, but it's just the the average person doesn't appreciate the artist like the average person in a big city appreciates an artist like in Chicago or Minneapolis like the arts are appreciated and they go a lot farther there than here like and there are people who appreciate it but not enough like is people who struggle like too much and they have their resort to getting a like you know a full-time gig or something that's not purposeful for them and mm-hmm. you know I, i'm in that boat i might i've been on the fringe for a while of like finding a job that's not purposeful to who i am and like who i like who i am in truth you know like and that kind of is soul crushing but some people say that it's good for you <laughs> that's interesting um I think it depends on, I don't know. I don't think productivity is like a necessity. Um, although I see like, it's tough. Cause like productivity is 
like it's it's a virtue to how our society runs and organizes itself you know um it's the most valued thing productivity productivity it's how much how much (coughs) of value do you produce right but that's perspective well it's just measurement it's simply like like basically we measure things by by money yeah exactly but that's perspective i mean you can say that it's not but i i still would say that it is like when i go when i go deep yeah sure so um let's see how this comes out i guess this is something i've been like mulling on for a while um i actually think like like if you if you look at uh if you look at like reward systems and like hormones and stuff they kind of correspond to like what people call like chakras they they correspond to like different organs in your body that Mm-hmm. line up and they have different functions oh yeah um you know so you have like you know uh serotonin and um i don't know maybe melatonin and uh arguably um like dmt or something dopamine or is that in there yeah dopamine uh, yeah so uh and then there's like adrenaline which is kind of like more base it's like a, a very primal. base primal exactly like um save me type shit um and then you have you know epinephrine norepinephrine stuff like that um i just and then i don't know what regulates hunger but i know there's some hunger stuff going on that's kind of mid range um i think it seems to me that like the things that drive um commerce which um I would say is more like dopamine. It's like dopamine. Um, when you think of like generally, what are the mass markets? When you think, let's say we hit Great Depression status, or let's just think back to the Great Depression. Like, what were the industries that like still were fine or made it or whatever? Um, the things that made it through the gap was was like food, uh, beer. Um, I imagine like like gambling and and strip clubs and stuff you know what I'm like little mm-hmm. pleasure based right stuff Primal things which yeah um red yeah you don't necessarily think um you don't think like media companies and and uh you don't think uh maybe pub- book publishing companies or like uh um <coughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. um Cause that's like, you know, intellectual things that it's hierarchy you don't need to survive. It's hi- yeah, it's hierarchy of needs. Right. It's Maslow's pyramid, yeah. you know. Um, so, shoot, I don't want to lose the thread, but so okay. So now, have you have you heard of the book *Sapiens*? It's a really good book. Um, it's a basically about human history. And this guy who wrote it, um, it's something, he's got a very foreign name, I don't know. Um, He has a great TED talk, but basically the premise of the book is um, why humans are different than any, like why do we rule the world and lions don't? And why did all these other human species that lived with us, why didn't they, when they're stronger than us, why didn't they like push us out? it's because we can organize um, flexibly 
and in large numbers based on shared myths and stories. Mm -hmm. So basically, because we believe in the same story, whether it's a spirit, whether it's politics, whether it's human rights, um, whether it's, those are kind of the main ones he gives, like God, so religion, politics, and then money. These are like the biggest shared stories that we share as human beings. And money is the greatest story ever told, which is fascinating to me because it's like, so it's kind of obvious when you really look at it. His example, I don't want to, um, you know, take his idea or whatever, is like um, Saddam Hussein. He didn't believe in democracy. He didn't believe in human rights. Um, he hated America. He didn't believe in like the state story, which is that these countries are actually separate when they're, you know, mm. really all on the same continent or whatever. Um, but he'll take American dollars, you know. Like he actually wants them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting because like now where we're headed as society and maybe the thing that um, maybe in particular people like, like you, me, maybe young people in general are frustrated with is, um, you know, there's obviously the inequality and stuff like that, but it's really like, are we going to have a world to live in the environmental, that kind of stuff? Um, how do we fix that? Like the way I see it is like, um, literally it's like, it's almost like the frameworks that we operate under, which are the stories, the shared stories. Um, that's really what, what drives us as a group in one direction or the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're as far down the, you know, we're as far down the road as, um, as free economics, um, free market economies will take us. And although free market economics gives us uh, the most wealth and prosperity as a whole and has brought, you know what I mean? The quality of life of a near homeless person these days is like, realistically what they have access to is better than that of a king of 2000 years ago. But it's not, it, well, I mean, it's really not about that because we're not, you know, like the material world doesn't bring purpose and doesn't really like fulfill us. But anyways, we're as far down that road as we can go. How do we value, how do we change the story? How do we value other things? How do we take that stuff and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're grappling with. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if us as a society, it, I don't know if we're capable of doing it without having a crisis. Mm. I, and I hope I hope that we can, you yeah. know. But it doesn't seem like that's the case. I mean, with the, even the way the politics are going, we have, you know, the polls right now. Bernie Sanders is leading, and he's the extreme left, and and Trump is the extreme right, you know, we're mm-hmm. two crazy polar ends. And right. like, I, I, would, I wouldn't say that Bernie is that, you know, polarizing because I don't think his ideas are radical, but it still is for the average person who, you know, is in the, in the, in the kind of the hit. The guy who wrote Sapiens gets into it and in his TED talk, he's like, you couldn't give a piece of paper to a, chimpanzee Mm -hmm. and say hey this is like this is worth two bananas give me two bananas but you they'd be like what do you think i am a human but you could if you trained it to 
<laughs> right, right. But you have to like train through classical conditioning, which like as soon as the environment changes, we're the only species that's literally capable of doing that. Well, that we know which of. is the point. Um, I mean, on Earth. Well, that. I mean, I think that there are other creatures that could do it, but they don't because it's idiotic. <laughs> like which which <laughs> creatures do you think can do it? But well, aren't? I think that like there's dolphins? a many. Yeah, like or whales or elephants. I think there's plenty of creatures on Earth that are as smart or smarter than we are, but we just can't measure their intelligence. Yes. Because their intelligence isn't like our intelligence. <laughs> right. No, I'm with you. I think, uh, I, th- I think uh, where you're kind of missing the point would be like, a sh- like sharing a story isn't by definition a bad thing. Right. It's just that, um, it's just that the stories that drive us are, ref- it's kind of reflective of like, the operating system like like that's what i was trying to get at with the hormones and the, okay, the like the what ch- what economics is based on yeah because yeah. so economics is based on like the id like if you're looking at like the ego yeah. the id the the super ego and um actually a lot of people saw this so maybe it's a reference worth saying is like elon musk on joe rogan's podcast was talking all about like the, basically that within not long they hope to integrate machines in with human minds yep. like that's coming and well it already is happening with the yeah. prosthetics that move yeah that's a that's a micro example i think they plug into the the neurons of like the missing limb or whatever yep. um they actually want to make like a chip that implants yep. in like your brain stem i'm not doing that yeah <laughs> not definitely won't be the early adopter for sure <laughs> um point is is he was kind of explaining how we have this great computer we have this you know Mm -hmm. um top layer of our brain the cortex and everything that's capable of all this stuff but at the end of the day like the cortex's main function is to make the id happy it's like to make the most primal parts here it's like um, it's like reptilian brain yeah exactly it's it's um you know reproduce uh pleasure uh eat sleep you know exist procreate exist procreate basically um so shoot and and this translate that translates into art too because of color and Mm -hmm. uh colors that are for that is like red and yellow and that's why you notice for a lot of fast food is red and yellow it's, mm-hmm. or like mcdonald's and you know i can't think of like taco bell or i don't know what the other ones are but it's like and then social media Burger King. it's blue for the most part you know because it's a social color i mean just for so many years of you know evolution or whatever you want to call it through mankind that's we just somehow it's just like primal instincts in us and the primal you know is what kind of is motivating right you have to be in order to not be motivated by the chemicals that i think are in a lot of the food that we eat and in the primal things you have to be super conscious of not doing it because they're just well you have to use the cortex rather than the you know the instant gratification part of your brain right definitely and uh to go on that i i've kind of went down this rabbit hole i found this word to sate uh, have you ever heard of like sate yourself like satiate yeah um it means or like the def it's like an old norse word the definition is like to fulfill your appetite mm. and then the second definition satiate, is to yeah. uh 
become weary. So let's, let's as an example, let's say I really want to eat spaghetti. Yeah. And I eat spaghetti and then I like still want to eat spaghetti after I'm eating it. And then I eat too much. And then afterward, I'm like, I crash because I like had too much. I got all the dopamine I needed, but then I had too much. So then I crashed. So then if you take that word SAT, sate, and you use it as a prefix for words like from the Bible, Satan, what does Satan do? He tempts you to do like overact mm. on your emotions and do something that you know you shouldn't do, but you do. And then you feel bad afterwards, usually. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> with that, to become weary with that, like you become weary and you feel bad, but there's what about the opposite of that? What, what, because that is something that when you do it, you'd be like, you know, you're not supposed to do it, but you do it and you feel bad. But then the things that you know, or the things that you want to do, if you don't do it and you, and you feel bad, from not doing it and then you'll feel pleasure from af- like after you don't do it you'll feel pleasure later because you didn't do it like so you know so you're saying basically uh the opposite of that would be doing something you don't wouldn't, wouldn't it be doing something you don't want to do and then feeling pleasure in the long term or f- truly feeling satiated well let's bring it back so pleasure you get pleasure from satiating yourself and mm-hmm. then you may get displeasure from doing too much of too much mm-hmm. pleasure. You mm-hmm. get displeasure. So the opposite of that would be you get, you know, you're not supposed to do something. You don't do it. You get displeasure first. Uh, sure. And the other way it's to get no. pleasure first and then, dis- and then displeasure. But this way you get displeasure first because you're not doing what you want right. or what you want. And then you get pleasure because you didn't do it like right. later because you know that you don't want to do it. Your body, your, your body will reward you. Right. Basically, it's like yeah. fasting. Like, if yeah. if fasting is your goal, like you have to feel discomfort and like displeasure, like mega, like because you want to eat and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. And then, but you know you don't want to. But because as soon as you eat, you feel like, oh, like ah, like yeah. You know, it's just weird like we don't have a word or I don't know the word for that. Yeah. You know? I've actually like in, ter- in terms of fasting, I've actually, um, I was just talking to my friend about this last night. Basically I am extremely more productive when I, d- when I don't eat in the morning mm-hmm. and I've actually been in a scenario where, um, I didn't have time to eat. So I went on my day and basically we were writing like listings for our new website. Um, and I was like writing to, to me, they were like really well written, you know, uh, write ups of all these different local businesses. Mm-hmm. And the second I ate, um, just a fried appetizer for lunch, just, um, you know, my team member wanted to eat and I was like, whatever, I'll get something. Cause I know I will be hungry. Mm-hmm. And like the rest of the day I was just like, no one's like not that there's no inspiration like i got to the place and i was ready to go but in terms of like the writing mm-hmm. i could only get like a paragraph out rather than like yep. four in the same amount of time yep um food is big like yeah food that's food, so weird yeah and like it's so important yeah and i've definitely been in that situation where it's like food, eating kind of like drags you down and it like brings your energy down i mean it depends what you eat but no it does no matter what because your body has to break it down it really brings it down when when your body spikes its insulin and then basically soaks up all the energy in your system because of 
the abundance of insulin. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, so how do we get to a shared story that is as powerful as money, but is in more of maybe the social, like if you're looking at hierarchy of needs, that that has more of a, you know, has its roots more in social or um, uh, self, what is it, self-actualization. Uh, like that's the question, I think, mm -hmm. because it's the only step up from, so like what is, why is like when you take when you take economic growth as far as you can, um, which some, like, I think the story that was kind of originally told is that economics can grow forever. And I think um, what anyone, even like a Gary V type person will tell you is like, at the end of the day, the size of the market is the size of the market. You can't grow it forever, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and like, that's what we'll experience next time there's a downturn. Um, but anyways, I think the reason that money does tend towards more primal things is because primates in general, and I don't know if this coincidence or what, like primal, primate, prime, whatever. I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah, but we are like very hierarchical. Uh, it's not a species, but it's like a family of animals or a, a genus mm. or whatever. Um, I think primates by nature are um, male dominated and hierarchical in general mm. few exceptions yeah i, I don't th i think that yes that's true but i don't think that that has always been the case and i think it's kind of like part of the story thing like that's the story that we that's the story that we've ad adopted and we share like is that the male is the the dominator and it, you can almost go back to our surrounding ast uh, astrological the sun male moon female but there's there are stories or you could say the you know even the the earth is female too like and and the in, in symbolism right? right or like and in like metaphor right. and dominate right. like what's the dominator like you know the thing that goes, I don't know. the thing that goes against it right. the opposite of you know some kind of male energy right um i i think what i'm saying is not saying that humans or primates are um like male dominated hierarchy type beings. I'm not saying that as a defense. I'm saying that I think left to our own devices. Like let's say we didn't have language and we were in the plains of Africa, like where we came from. Um, how would we organize? Like I think there would be some aspect of male dominated hierarchy. Right. Just Cause I think it's, in us so like how do you create a story that suppresses that kind of ego driven thing you know i don't know all right i, I don't have the answer it's tricky but. because there are i'm pretty sure that there are tribes that it's you know they go both ways that the male is the dominator and there's also ones the female are the dominator or like or the males do the, the agriculture or the females do the agriculture mm. there and it and it it just depends on like the tribe but i think that's fair actually and i think a lot of it is just because we all kind of or i can't speak for every culture because i don't know every culture's perspective but at least our culture is like the christian like based and like adam and eve like and then eve was like the downfall of the downfall of man which is crazy 
because sure like i don't know if that the, story is in the story saying that woman was the downfall right man. and I'm, i don't even believe necessarily in that story but i think that that story is a tool for like men being the dominator and the man having the property rights of the woman or at least that's was that was our culture collectively or like, like that culture for few thousand, ten thousand years twelve thousand right. years a hundred years ago when we got the right to vote yeah it's that is crazy like that's bullshit yeah like i mean it's amazing that like it should have happened sooner that's what i'm saying is bullshit like it's not mm -hmm. bullshit that women have a right to vote like right i think that i'm i'm really happy now that roles are re reversed or reversing you know mm -hmm. like I don't so so then so you also have to be careful with saying like roles are reversing because it's like I don't think uh, making women like men have been as a concept. I'm not saying all men, but maybe men in leadership for the past uh, you know ten thousand years or whatever. I don't think just like flipping that fully is going to solve anything because right. you still have the same energy or the same like ego the same whatever pushing forward the same ball just f right. rotated yeah i know? don't think it's going to solve anything but at least or i think it will solve some things but not fix everything but i, I think it's right to or it's um maybe openness to openness to uh providing opportunity or something like that like um when like when women have the same opportunity to have the same influence for um the same amount of wit and effort and cleverness and um execution that's when it'll like that's when we'll be equal i guess that makes sense sure but you could you could say that they do do you think they do i don't know I think people, a lot of people argue they don't. I mean, I could see both sides, but I think it just right. kind of depends on the environment and the person. And that's every person because you could, you know, every male isn't that way. Like there are males who are very un, unmanly, you know, like, or, you know, like our culture says a male should be. There are many Less males masculine. who are not. And I, you know, you could, <clears throat> I could say that I'm in that category to a degree, but there's a spectrum, you know, of everything. Like every man and woman is on the spectrum and not everyone is the same. Like, mm -hmm. it, and that's just the way it always will be. Like there will never be, everyone will not be, I don't think there will be a cookie cutter, anyone. And no. and there shouldn't be, and we shouldn't. Until we figure out. Or <laughs> Super not, soldiers. We figured it out, sorry. We figured out how to genetically modify people. But yeah, um, CRISPR. It's until, uh, until China allows it to happen. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> or until um, we allow China to. So what do you think art's role in all this is? So like now we're talking, um, you know, what they say is the not so distant future. Um, 10 years goes fast and we're talking 10 years, some of the stuff rolls out, 20 years, some of the stuff rolls out. I'm of the belief that everywhere, but like, especially Wisconsin, like we're going to be extremely surprised at what happens in the next 10 years. Um, so anyway, what do you think art's <laughs> role in maybe, um, maybe finessing some of this stuff away from what everyone's afraid of 
or maybe what everyone's afraid of isn't so bad and maybe it's art's role to like ease ease the yeah. the tension or something I, well i think art's role is to educate the average person to what is okay and like what is not okay uh i mean because there's so many things that are kind of on the fringe and art can be you know polarizing <clears throat> but it's art should be educating the the role of the artist is to educate the person about whatever it is they're making art about uh and if they're making art about these you know future technologies that we're discussing i mean cl cloning and um kind of genetic modification of humans um robots or ai um and like their integration into our human lives i i definitely think i mean it's already happening with computer or like digital media or digital art forms and like ai help like make some, or they help some people make art and um i, I think the role will be just to educate the art the artists should be educating um as best they can because even even now like for what i'm planning on doing for my residency i'm planning on making a political show uh, and it's just about presenting every side because it's not just about one perspective it's about every perspective and it's about history repeating itself or in my hope of me making art as history not repeating itself because we've already been here and it's not good it, it's not it's ugly and we don't have like we're, we're lucky in some aspects but in some spots we don't know like what the right thing to do is so it's going to be just us kind of deciding what the right thing to do is and that'll be depending on our story like and i and i think it'll be part of the artist's job who is commissioned i'm sure to make a story that the new story that we all like kind of uh agree to you know like because it's got to be viral well yeah and it, <laughs> and it has to be a creative like thing because i don't know there's so many creative or there's so many people who have money who are just don't have any creativity left in them because that child was beaten out of them you know or that creativity you know I, this quote i heard is uh the creative adult is the child that survived mm -hmm. you know like so definitely yeah it's gonna be uh a fun ride i think yeah it'll be i don't i hope it's fun uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> it, it'll be fun uh, i'm i'm trying not to worry too much about it but i'm definitely concerned yeah i'm not i think people worry enough yeah that's true but we've been we've been worried for <laughs> we've been worried probably since you know this forever right well it's there's part always of human been nature. anxiety yeah but for things that i'm concerned about that wisconsin should be concerned about are things that are affecting michigan like in flint they used to have lake huron water and now they don't and i mean everyone should know about like what's happening there and it's still happening i mean it's changed the degrees have changed but it's this old piping right but, old well, lead pipes well it's that and the water is still coming from flint river which is 
contaminated. Uh, um, so it's both. But why? I mean, even I just saw a National Geographic from the '80s about the pollution in the Great Lakes from the 80s mm-hmm. and i don't think that we've done much to stop no. um so we've introduced salmon <laughs> but with all the pcbs which, right. which are cancer causing agents right chemicals that we can't even see uh that's a problem and like if if there is a a war over water great lakes area it's going to be a target like yeah number one so almost the number one source of fresh water if it's not i, I think it's the biggest source so i don't know what the whole basin and, I, and I'm, I'm not like saying these things because i want them i'm saying them because i'm i think i like to think that i'm aware of i hope to you know of what could happen and to try to prevent like preventative yeah, awareness you know like we can't just be going everyone just can't go to work and because that's not going to help anything like no well so i mean no i mean you're right obviously um like the only the only way things change is uh the right people to stop and and look at a problem and then find enough support for a solution to you know get the train down the track or whatever um yeah i think I mean, it's going to come down to leadership, right? It's going to come down to like visionary, like, and I'm not trying to like idolize Elon Musk or something, but if there were more people that were, um, as confident and like, uh, uh, clever and stick to their kind of their why or like Hmm. knowing why they're doing something and then had the vision big enough to, attack it at the highest level if we had a few more of those i think we just need more of those type of people and weirdly enough i actually it 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 wouldn't be interesting if we if those people weren't walking among us right now you know what i mean it would be kind of uh desperate or something it's kind of life in general it like i think those people will rise to the occasion oh yeah um Although, uh, this is something that has crossed my, uh, maybe daydreaming mind lately is the thought that there really are doors of opportunity that open, um, and close all the time. And some of them are very, um, they happen fast you know, um, for the, on the individual level and on the, you know, the city level on the state level on the nation level on the humanity level on the, um, and I think all the time about like, not all the time, only recently, but are we missing some? And like, that's maybe that's not the right thought. Cause it's like dwelling, but it's the right thought to prime yourself to make sure you're taking advantage of the next ones. Right, being aware that there are that they are happening, and not to be distracted. Yeah, I think distraction is the biggest reason why a lot of us miss like the opportunities that we have that we don't even know because we just it just is it's we don't have the we experience also, to recognize right. like, exactly. I think that's what it comes down to more so. Um, it's experience uh, or lack of maybe um, education or or um, 
that the skills you need to identify. But then a lot of it comes down to um, kind of your grit or like your guts. A lot of people are afraid to to act on what they what they want to be. Um, and that's like that we could get down in a whole nother rabbit hole about like your self image and literally how that there's like a, there's a part of your brain. It's in your stem. It's called, uh, the reticular active activating or activator system, RAS, like reticular activating system. And it's literally, um, I familiar with Jordan Peterson. So his whole thing is, um, aim up basically just like try and be better than you were yesterday because it's ultimately like the the hero's journey is make life an adventure and you can only uh, be better than you were yesterday um so his he like lays this out at the beginning of his book 12 rules to life which is every being on earth has this very primitive thing called an ras or reticular activating or activator system or something Basically, it's the thing, it's where your self-image sits, and it's the thing that um, basically is the intermediate between like w your visions and like your thoughts and your subconscious and how that plays out into reality in every moment. And basically, um, if you see yourself as a failure, uh, if you, um, if the voice in your head is uh, talking shit about yourself all the time if you're saying you're stupid piece of shit piece of crap you suck um, why do you do that you know what I mean um, you're having this anyway the RAS is the thing that you is literally like telling your brain like you can't do that perfectly you didn't practice for it you didn't do that perfectly um, remember you suck mm -hmm. you know um, how do we get into that well why, why did I start talking about that? Um, you know, I'm not sure, but just to go <laughs> off of that, like, yeah. it's like the echo chamber inside of yourself, and it's like you're building that whatever you tell yourself, you, like, fake it till you make it, like, is, yeah. is true in that aspect. Because if you tell yourself you're the greatest, even though you're not, and you got to be careful with ego with that too, but right. if, you, if you can encourage yourself enough and not, like, degrade yourself then you have a better chance to like become who you wish to be rather than like who you like think you are or who you are like you know yeah. like you can become a better version of yourself if you commit to it and you say it like, and that's what's going to allow you to gr to walk through those doors of opportunity right right that open up yep. exactly um but yeah i think uh I think more of those people will step up and I think there'll be some like super interesting doors that we ultimately have to open and see, Yep. you know, Yep. or, or it won't work, you know? Yeah. And, and to go off of that, I know, uh, I mean, we already covered politics and I just want to touch a little bit on religion because Northeast Wisconsin is uh, very Christian and I was raised Lutheran, Lutheran. uh, um, sad for all those Martin Luther. Or don't be sad for me uh, for all those Christian people out there I'm no longer <laughs> no longer uh, affiliated with the church but something that I do believe is that kind of a aspect of Jesus's life where we can become like a Jesus but 
it's it like be christ-like right but you can't go to the gym and lift 200 pounds on your first day like jesus right. wasn't the person he was until he was 30 something and we don't know about his life when he was 20 in his 20s like but i believe that he was like out there practicing and meditating and learning from like masters working about how to be you know uh, a spiritual leader and a healer and he told he was you know encouraged himself and told himself that he could and he was that person and i believe that we all have that that capability and to do the mm-hmm. things that you know they the the bible says that jesus did and i don't think that it was just you know the only one and i just, I just think that that kind of language is a trap like that you have to put your yeah. your whole thing on somebody else's the <laughs> trap alan wanta said it really well um and i think he was quoting someone anyway when he said it but basically um <laughs> uh the christian's the Christians dealt with the idea of um, all of us being one with like God or the universe by saying uh, no, only one person was and he's dead and it can never happen again. Um, that was a really bad paraphrasing of Alan Watts. <laughs> I apologize posthumously to Alan. Um, how interesting would it be to sit down with like a priest or a, a pastor and just talk about what they think Jesus did from like the stories of his youth to all of a sudden like a couple of years leading up to yeah. like the story we all know, which right. is like the death and resurrection or whatever. Right. I'd be really curious to see how open-minded they are to what that 30 years looked like right it'd be interesting yeah i'm I'm sure it would vary between uh different christian sect or whatever it's called and right um but uh, yeah i mean everyone i have my own theories but i don't know it's a it's a weird (laughs) weird topic to get on with somebody who is christian because like not this isn't to say anything bad but like, cause I was, I had this perspective when I was a Christian. I like, that was the only thing it was you, your idea, ideological ideas or <laughs> your ideas are just, yeah. it's a box and like, there's nothing outside of the box. And there's like, that's kind of why it's weird when I talk to Christians and people who I used to like be friends with because they'd, or you used to see the same way they did. Right. And right. because they say stuff that. I remember being taught to say to somebody who was a non-believer like right and like when when we were in school like we whenever we had to make a report it always had to be you know more than one source mm-hmm. and it's just <laughs> like you gotta sure. use more than one source bro <laughs> you, like, I, I can pull I could pull all these other sources and like to, to relate back and explain like more because I just had questions I had too right. many questions that weren't didn't have the answers and i found them in other places but that's not well we just won't well, that's another podcast that yeah that that's one, interesting that's northeast wisconsin you know <laughs> I, I don't want to offend it's humans though i mean um there's people in northeast wisconsin thinking the same way right um it's i mean it's not art and community in northeast wisconsin but that's fine <laughs> right well i mean i'm i'm trying to make it that because, because yeah that, like i said it's it's up to the artists to educate the the viewer on what definitely you know what the view is or what the art is i mean 
the thing it's they say you know everything happens uh in america on the coasts like uh progress or trends or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. happens on the coast and then moves inward like the coasts are only getting more open oh, oh, literally oh, the only way to describe it is open-minded uh, like the people on the coast are going to be the first ones doing brain implants with technology you know what i mean like it's not going to be us appletonians i don't think well there will be some maybe a couple and you know in the area but basically what i don't think people understand if there's anyone watching that as opposed to to what we're talking about i don't think there's time to be so opposed to that anymore right i don't know or at least to have a conversation like you, you have to i would hope that you'll be able to have a conversation with your view and at the end of the conversation pull it back not have any hurt feelings or like try to hurt someone else's feelings but have your own view right they have their own view and we just like shake hands and walk away because like we're humans and we're entitled to freedom of ideas and freedom of speech at least yeah. in this country and what i should the worldwide we should have the, this this value for yeah. each other and like not hate each other yeah i hope we i hope um through that exchange you even connect with someone else a little bit right you know? i mean it depends on the view <laughs> well i think that the idea is if, if you really talk about it openly and you really listen that there there is a way to say hey like look one level lower and like look we basically see the same thing we're just like getting there two different ways and like i've seen your way and you know that way you can just articulate it differently right. but i don't know that's why I, um and actually we i mean we didn't i i don't mind talking about religion because i think at the end of the day you just have to look at the why like is the why to um to be as fulfilled in yourself as possible and hopefully help others do the same because if, if that's if that's the goal then like we can talk about how to get there or just like history or whatever you want to talk about i'm actually much less interested in politics because politics is more about like the you know the division of the spoils that come along with it classism or well it's just like politics is like okay well um, we live in this thing that um, basically we live in this machine that we built and um, this machine literally uh, has the ability to take away or feed endlessly um, individuals these chemicals these uh, you know products or whatever you want to call it these atoms that lead to these these hormones and feelings and whatever <laughs> and uh and like here's the here's the machine or the system or the people that we put in place to like make sure that no one gets too much and that no one gets too little or like you know problems happen right i'm just less interested in in people like controlling that machine right well because it's so much more complicated like humans are so much more complicated than talking about the divine in my opinion 
although it's a reflection of you know one's a reflection of the other mm-hmm. so, something that i came up with about kind of like about that is uh or a question i asked is what's the difference between gods and humans humans make gods out of stone and metal and gods make humans out of clay <laughs> that's funny I, I just think it's kind of strange that a human made of clay made by a god a god or yeah. a, a divine god is you know a divine pattern of some sort or, or a greater being yeah. than a human like because higher love right i've had that song stuck in my head all day <laughs> <laughs> and then and then humans just like kind of make took everything everything of, that they're not and said like no this is the thing right yeah. i don't know there, there's there's more or i haven't mold over it enough that no idea, that's perfect i mean the simpler the better right <clears throat> um yeah maybe there is like a slightly different way of delivering it where you get it but there's a there's a the irony is that like you always want, it's kind of like the you always want what you can't have mixed in with probably some other colloquial saying or two you know mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man that's cool though i mean like so how did you get into art like like what were you always artistic as a kid like what was your uh i i'd never knew it i guess that until i went to college or i guess my senior year of high school and then i went to college but I, I yeah i was always like coloring and i like would win like i remember in, when i was like second grade i won a coloring contest and like third and fourth grade i won like most interesting or like you know it wasn't like first or second it was just like a like a weird category just like um and then some props though yeah and then i would just like always be like i would play a lot of need for speed and okay. i would like draw the cars i made nice. like but it was just not it wasn't anything good it was just like yeah. doing it and then uh photoshop is like and pretty much i was making stuff on photoshop and like audacity um like were you did, did your did you do an instrument when you were younger when you were a kid? Uh, i was playing piano until like second grade but then i okay. moved and then just all and then i fake played recorder in fourth grade and <laughs> Didn't uh, we all? And then I moved again when I like I would have started playing drums in fifth grade, but then it, my family moved, so hmm. it was just like, ha, like it was there, but then I just like missed opportunities, and then but got it back, I guess, when just messing around with the computer, like digital art stuff, and yeah, but now I don't really like looking at the computer anymore, so yeah, that's crazy. I have like um, basically all the same milestones but like different ways to get there and different ways of like exiting that part of my life so i won a second a second a coloring contest so school-wide in second grade um and like now you have me questioning it because i've always told the story that i was pretty sure that i didn't put my name on it and that i didn't actually draw it because i i remember there being like a skin colored because it was like basically you almost had to like draw within the lines and whoever drew Mm -hmm. the most interesting perspective of it won Mm -hmm. which is like weird because it's like your second grade it's it's pulling a lot but no it was like k through five so like fifth graders were doing this too um and there was like two second grade and younger winners and like two third through fifth winners 
um, I was like, I didn't have that color. I, or I didn't think I did. So now I'm thinking like, huh, was that really just me saying to myself, like I didn't deserve that trophy or something? Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I've never even thought about it that way until now. I, I literally tell the story as like, I'm pretty sure I didn't write my name on it and they thought it was mine, but it wasn't. Mm. Anyway, um, I played piano until fifth grade and then I was going to do drums. I never moved, but um, my my parents bought me drums and then never signed me up for the lessons. <laughs> um, and then I got into playing Xbox, but instead of Need for Speed, it was Call of Duty. And instead of doing Photoshop, I got into editing video, hence yep. Venture Wisconsin. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And then you, in you know, um, we probably both could have gone business or some type of artistic route. And in college, I chose school business and you picked uh, yep. fine arts, right? That yeah. Like your it was kind of a degree. Kind of a dick around to get there, but yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I started, I mean, I went to school with the intention of going for with graphic design, but it was like a weird, it was just kind of like a, a turning thing because when I was a freshman in college, you needed a portfolio to be accepted and I I had a portfolio but I didn't know what that was and nobody like mm. was mentoring me to tell yeah. me and like to put in what a portfolio was submit so, these things you made already right exactly <laughs> I'm, yeah and uh so then I, I just went into shit. something that was like graphic design but it was like uh uh it was called graphic communications management so it was like I would print the design that a designer made so I would print it on whatever the, okay. the client needed it printed on. Um, and I, I didn't like doing that. Like, I didn't like, I, I wanted to make the thing myself instead okay. of like print someone else's. Um, so then I was like taking art classes and I wasn't like listening to my advisor for the, like three years or two years, no wait, three years of school. And then I applied to study abroad in an art program that I shouldn't have even gone to. And I originally got denied to go and then because of some stupid, I had a party and cops came and I didn't even, and I didn't talk to any cops. They sent me a ticket, really? which was bull. bull. <laughs> uh, but so then they told me I couldn't go, but then I went and talked to the Dean or assistant Dean and I like pretty much begged to, to go and they let me go. Nice. Um, and then that's that, a door of opportunity thing. Yeah. Cause big time. And if I, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't do that. Yeah. And if I didn't study abroad, cause I learned more studying abroad in a year than I could have ever learned in like, like going to school here. Like, and that's that, awesome. It was, it was amazing. Like that crazy. Is, that's amazing. So then did you end up graduating? Like, to, so did you graduate abroad or did you come back and finish out with a different major? Like what was uh, I, I was able to transfer most of my credits from abroad. Uh, back here, and then I finished my degree at UW Stout in fine art, right? Yep. And I, and then I, when I got back from studying about, I had to switch to fine art. So okay. like, I had to. I, I was only technically a fine artist in the in the degree for like a, a year or like sure. uh, like two semesters or three semesters. Yeah, it's kind of you know it's just like really weird. But yeah. So and you've been dedicated to it in one way or another for since then yep yep so did you move straight from stout back to appleton or did you go somewhere in between i forget uh yeah i so i graduated and i moved back to my parents house and then i so you're 25 
I was. How old are you now? I'm 27. Now. 27. Okay. So I was 23 when I graduated, I think. Yep. And then I came back to my parents just as a landing, and then I already had bought a ticket, and I moved back to Germany. Mm. Um, but I was hoping to stay there, but then a turn of events happened, and I was like dating this girl that I met when I was in Europe the first time for a year studying abroad. Um, I went back to like Europe. see her and then we like dated and then she was actually from South America. So then she graduated from Germany and then we went back to South America. I went to South America with her and then I was in Peru for a month and then I was in Colombia for a month and then it didn't Dang. work out and then I've been in Africa. What did you do down so. there? What did you do in Peru? <laughs> uh, I pretty much was just like hanging out and making videos and we went to Cusco and like saw a bunch of Inca stuff but it was like so it's kind of like a, a extended vacay you're just kind of right I, yeah I didn't really know on. what I was doing like because I didn't have intentions of even going there it was just kind of like it just kind of happened like the, so you didn't work down there or anything no oh that would have been interesting I, I was I guess working on my own thing like I was like creating content right and like my art thing like yeah just what kind of art were you making back then um what kind of art was I making back then I don't remember were you just experimenting yeah like, I, I was I was like making like it wasn't like anything really focused it was just like video like random videos and like trying to figure out what I wanted to do but um and then i guess when i was in colombia i was like i was more focused on like making woodcuts and stuff like that so woodcuts or yeah like the carvings yeah. oh yeah. oh so like that, that uh, blocks like yeah yeah or i was like drawing them and i wasn't okay. carving them there but I was so you like, weren't you weren't thinking like oh, i'm gonna print these on shirts you were like i'm gonna carve out of wood and then it like meshed when you got back to the states maybe well i was doing that in school so i learned how to do that when okay. i was like, at stout okay but then like so i had all these skills then i was just like so you actually were like oh i could do that again right and then at that time i was more building up my website of helford studio Dot com your portfolio that you should have had for college right? yeah <laughs> or should have had for a business you know right. i'm still trying to figure that out like i'm just not good i'm just not business minded very i mean i am but i just don't it's not the purpose of it is like not worth it to me well to help that, other people is worth it but right to do it for money is not worth it no i think i think because i know you're I mean, we we all we basically covered it at the beginning. I think um, I know you're anti like capitalist, like the intention behind it, or kind of the you know what what happens from it. Um, maybe this is just gonna sound so naive to you, like as an artist, but I think there's a way where you can where you can flip the script of, of what it means because of the intention behind it you just literally have to like take less sure I, I think what I need is a manager sure or like because I, it seems like all the successful people or artists have a manager and they have somebody even I'm totally willing to take half of like whatever I make you know like if somebody is there to like 
put me in a better like opportunity or tell me what I need to do and then mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, I'll do that and then I get a check. What, uh, so to be at manager level, you have to have um, either an art, a perspective. No, you need, you need to have a skill or a perspective um, that you can, something that you can share that's worth enough to like, to warrant a manager right. putting you in situations to make money. I yeah. feel like I have multiples of both of those things. Yeah. What would, like, what do you think is your skill that could generate the most economics? Um, Pitch me as your future manager. Probably <laughs> being uh, entertainment or like, because I've DJed weddings and. Mm-hmm. Um, you think you, you know, could take that M- further? MCD events. Oh, it's so easy. But it's just like, I, don't, I just don't like that. <laughs> and like DJing, like I've DJed at Anduzi's before it was D2. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just, the music is just so stupid to me. Like the, the music that people want to listen to when they're drunk. Like yeah. the, the classics and like the the Cupid Shuffle and it's just get it on my face like yeah so it's that's like the problem with that but i have and and i think the other thing too is like custom uh art or custom apparel like making sure it's like custom like i'll put your logo on here and i'll make you print you shirts like like that type of thing like but i don't know i i i believe that i have skills to do the things but a lot of the time like the annoyance factor and that's me being like I, I need to get over that part mm-hmm. of it, the yeah. annoying part. But it's just like not. I'd rather not because mm-hmm. <laughs> then you won't. Because I'm horrible. Yeah. But no, but, I don't and think that's you're my, horrible. That's my predicament. That's because what. I'll, that's what happens. Like I I decide I make a conscious decision to not do it, and I am poor because of it. Like I am the lower class because of that. And and that's the decision that I've lived with because of my morals or my ethics, at least at this time, like, yeah. and my philosophy well, you, of life. You know, you told me you told me some skills that could be worth a lot or generate a lot of um, you know value, but kind of door of opportunity, like we were talking about. The only way that those are going to open is if you start walking down that path consistently. Right. So like. And like if you won't reach out to Cujo about right. doing music or if yep. you, so. Yep. And, and even stuff like this, I, I believe that I have the capability of like creating a podcast or creating a YouTube channel or something like that. But it's just a, a matter of like, I mean, it's the whole reason why I got off of social media is because I don't agree with this culture. Like, and I don't, and to, do it is to support it and to agree with it. So in order for me to do what I'm believing and like put my put my money where my mouth is, I have to not do it, you know, like, or at least that's part of my philosophy at this time. Like I'm not at this time, like I'm not at this time, like I'm not saying that it will change. Yeah, or the system or something, so much so. Is there a value to you in other people joining you in rejecting it? Or, or do you want to reject it so much so that you don't care or you don't want people to join you? Uh, I mean, it's not that I don't want other people to join me. I want other people to make their own decisions and to realize and to be aware of what's happening because 
I feel would like, you prefer that people join you down in a new way? I think I think so, but I don't know what the new way is other than not doing it. But I, I think I think that would help. I think for a true new way, you would have to do a new way, not right, not, exactly. not do the old way. Right, and that's I guess that's what I am doing by not doing it. You know, but it's tricky because I'm not trying to be the leader of that, at least right now. You know, like. Well, you don't have to be the ultimate leader, but um, it has to start somewhere. Right. And I think that me being anti that is the start, you know, like, and say, like, just saying what I believe that, you know, we're being, we're being like mega watched and mega listened to and our data is being collected and we're not being paid and that our data is worth more money than, than oil right now yeah how, how like i understand how but like how are we allowing it and and we agree to the terms like we don't even care what the terms are like we can say that we do but when we agree we don't you know like and that's like what i have a major problem with like right now mm. and and it's it sucks because i want to be with my friends and do what my friends do but i don't want to do what they do blindly like maybe and not to say that the, anyone is doing it blindly because we all have we are we all have the information so let's let's think about how let's think about how uh we could create a counterculture to the cal culture <laughs> so everyone what you're saying is everyone hangs out online and that's what you're against right no i'm not against that i'm against our data being collected and being sold without our consent i mean without our consent other than us agreeing to the terms i don't know about you but i get robot calls almost every day mm -hmm. do you it's been a while but i was getting them like five times a day for a while yeah it's unbelievable mm -hmm. like and how are they getting my number how are they getting any of our numbers hmm. right interesting databases it's it's all for the money yeah so high crimes don't i mean it's happening right now in our in politics like high crimes are okay like and yeah, but if, if you get caught with if you're colored and you get caught with something you're not supposed to have you're in jail or prison for a while yeah sometimes forever or even if you're colored and crossing the border you're in a cage but if you're white or you have a high government position and you do something that you're not supposed to do or you have a high financial position and you cause the and you are the cause of the you know the economic collapse like we saw in 2008 you're fine you're not punished yeah what <laughs> like i don't see how anybody else isn't doing anything about this like or I, and i can't even say i'm doing anything about it yeah like cuz i can't do anything like what what can I do I besides what I'm doing right now with this mouthpiece, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just talk about it. What can we do about it? I don't know. I'm just... That's why I want to leave. We cannot participate. <laughs> um, yeah, I just won't have any money. <laughs> I won't have any credit score. Or we could set a goal to find some really talented storytellers band together 
help local businesses make more money so that we can take money from corporations. We could create a media company that has an audience in the process that think the way that we think. And then we could support those storytellers financially so they can have their own well-being. And then we can make documentaries that expose these things. But it'll take 10 to 15 years. Yep. And then eventually get bought out. Somebody will, Maybe yeah, not. Maybe why. we go to the grave with this uh, with this thing, and maybe maybe we hunker through the storm, and 10, 15 years later, we buy out the big corporations. That's and a it's a fifty year plan, and we peddle our own agenda. We peddle our own agenda, which is is that any better fake than what's patriot happening? agenda? But is that any better than what's already happening? Depends on the intention and how you view it. Right, but it depends on the perspective too. So the Patriots... Our perspective might not be the same as another person's perspective who is getting effed over in this new hypothetical system. So the new hypothetical system maybe effs over people who do high crimes and then we're fucking up their lives. So let's just not do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just don't know what to do. Like, I, I think that you have a good point and you know, grind and make your own thing. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be, if, if, if you're willing to give a if you're willing to give a lot of it away and that's kind of what we were talking about yeah. before is like, why don't you, it, the real, you know, uh, the real way to go against it would be to participate and flip it to maybe give away, uh, 49% instead of keep, uh, 51, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be a grind is what I'm saying if you're comfortable living at a different means. Right. And I am. But how about this as for a question for Northeast Wisconsin? How to benefit from the crimes of others? How do we benefit from the crimes of others? How do, how do you... What do you think? <laughs> I guess I don't... What do you mean? So, like... I guess I, I would say that it's a crime to uh, charge, overcharge for drugs, prescri- prescription drugs, you know, like and overcharge and have a, a business be a healthcare system mm-hmm. because what kind of business that's a healthcare system wants to make anyone healthy because a healthy person isn't good for business. Right. That doesn't make sense. So how to benefit from these crimes that capitalism is okay with has allowed for like for now hopefully i I would say that they're crimes against humanity like Mm -hmm. because people are being put you know disproportionately put against each other and like some people have to you know get charged you know even after insurance or whatever one hundred fifty thousand dollars for one treatment of a potential cure for something right um, or, or even school. So how do we benefit from the crimes of... Or, or even school. Like, do you think that it's a it's not a crime to charge uh, 40 to... <laughs> 40 plus... Oh, so college. For debt? Secondary for, school? Yeah. Is, is that... It's a tertiary. Or, or what about the crimes of the public education system where it's based on, uh, you know, tests and memorizing and vomiting answers and it's not really based on you know teaching anything that's relevant in our actual world i I don't i don't know about you but i don't remember being taught about um 
doing my taxes and how to do taxes, how to look for an apartment, how to get an apartment, how to, you know, get a loan or how to do any of this stuff. I, I was taught how to apply to go to school, like yeah. and get student loans. Like, and I think that, you know, is a crime. You know, that, that's a predatory loan that yeah. was offered, that is being, still being offered they to 17 year olds. Like all over the country, yeah, they made it a thing. Like they made it a thing that uh, they sold it as a, th- a thing that you have to do. Right, like you exactly. feel like you have to do it. Exactly. Least. So how do we benefit from these crimes that other people have already done? So now that they're now that they're so like let's say we stopped all those things now, or January first, twenty twenty one, they're all done. Now how do we benefit in the aftermath? I don't know. How do we, how a, do we punish? It's an open-ended question because I don't know. Right. I, I really don't. I, I have no idea. Like, I, would, yeah. I, I think it would be awesome to be able to benefit from the crimes of others because I didn't commit them and I don't believe in them. And, and I'm, like, one of the people who are kind of at the ass end of the deal. Like, I, right. I'm i the one who got effed over, not, not these people. Like, they're still sitting pretty on their, you know, multiple acreage lands, you know, and multiple mansions and... Yeah, like I, I don't yeah, know. It's a trip. No, it's a trip because um, I think the question is. Uh, so when you're thinking about like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't benefit from this, or or I didn't want this to happen. So then the biggest question is, if you were that person or if you were in the same situation, what would you have done, right? Um, and then it, the reason I say it's a trip is because, you know, um, we're all doing, the idea is like as below, as above, so below, right? So whatever you're going through, typically there's like a many- or microcosm of it. Right, there's many reflections of what's going on internally in your life with your external life. Um, when you're talking about these mass scale things and then you bring it down to an individual levels, you know, the impact on the individual, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yep. Yeah, it is. Cause it's, it's very complex. It's like, you know, too complex for just us to figure it out, you know? Right. But that, yeah. I, I mean, all we can do is, uh, is be better than we were yesterday, tomorrow, you know, and hopefully help others do the same, I think. Right. Just encourage and uh, do the best that we can um, while we got it. So how can people interact with the trout? How can people interact with what you're doing? Um, or what, when it happens? Or do you not know yet? You might not know yet. Uh, what do you mean? Which part? So like the show or? No, so, well on you know on the tail end of that comment of um encouraging oh yeah and uh connecting and helping others that's what you're about to embark on at the trout um you know not only starting this program so that hopefully other artists can feel supported maybe enough to where one of them does something profound that we didn't expect like that's the goal, right? Create right. as many doors of opportunity that people can walk through as possible. Right. How can people support this artist program that's about to start so that they hopefully can I guess start the thing. Uh I mean, 
I need to make a Patreon or something so you can help me. But you could directly, <laughs> you could directly donate to the Trout Museum, and you could specifically say that it's for the artist in residency programs, um, or you can, you know, shoot me an email, you know, with whatever your comments are, you know, whatever we can. I'll meet you up. I'll meet up for coffee with almost anybody. Uh, and I'm definitely into conversations and having throwing ideas around and um, I don't know like I'd maybe come by and see the see the displays when they're out yeah it, there's not a definitive date we're right. looking at sometime in September for my show um, but I'm gonna be doing some September. demonstrations <laughs> so what what are you gonna do what are you gonna do from April till September? Because you start in April. Right. So April to September, I'll be making the work that will be in the show. Okay. Sweet. Yep. You've taught claymation. Yep. Right. Yep. At the Trout. Yep. I got a class in March, I think, or no, April. I got a couple classes going on next do couple the, months. Do the people in the class direct what it turns into, or or do you kind of like come in with like a storyline? No, they. It's easier depending on the age to you know give them a theme to kind of like so because there's so many ideas and it's you just got to narrow it down like I was teaching a field trip and I was like right before Valentine's Day and I was like make a Valentine's Day themed you know claymation and it was like little blobs like giving another blob like a little tiny card like a heart or something so I think that that's a lot easier for kids to just have a theme because and and even when i was in school too like everyone had a theme and everyone made something different but yeah they uh you'll be in like a group of three ideally and it'll be like director animator and um cinematographer so like you have like a different role yeah like kind of like how do you uh, throw it in production do you like will you have a final file by the time they leave kind of a thing a final file do you like throw the clips and the audio and uh a movie yep. maker of some sort. Yep. And then, uh, or at least I, I've taught this class once I teach field trips. Like it's just like a one off, like 30 minutes, but I've done one class and, um, yeah, that we, at the end there's like a movie day and popcorn and, you know, we just play all the movies and Sweet. stuff. Yeah. There, it, it just varies cause I'm still learning as a teacher cause I didn't go to school to teach, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm thinking about going back and getting my master's in education in a couple of years, uh, depending on how all the politics pan out. Cause I, yeah, I'm not going to pay for it or, you know, scholarships or Europe, but yeah, I want to do uh, my, my show will be like multiple media forms. Um, when it's done in September. Yep. Nice. So hell yeah, it's going to be, I'll check it out. You let me know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll definitely let you know. Sweet. Cool. Uh, what's your email? You said <laughs> yeah. people can email uh, you. I got two emails, but you can you can find my website at tylahelfrich dot uh, com or helfrichstudio dot com, and each of those dot coms is its own email. So tylahelfrich at gmail or helfrichstudio at gmail. Um, yeah, just hit me up, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. You know. Hell yeah. Tyler, everybody. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> I know we rambled a little bit, but, but I, you know, I, th I think it was it's, fun. Yeah, I had fun. I, I love these kind of conversations. 
True. I think a lot of people do, and nobody shares them because they're afraid. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of stuff that I didn't talk about that I don't. That's oh, yeah, maybe for next. Time. Right. Yeah. Just a little. It's it's you know we're out there, but this is a those ideas are a little more out there. Oh yeah, sure. I feel like I don't know if we've gotten into all of those or not, but we've talked about out there stuff before. Yeah. The moon though. Could be a spaceship. <laughs> I don't I don't believe in the moon. I mean I believe it's there but I don't believe that's what we think it is. You think it's just a hologram? No no no. I, I it's a physical object. I mean do you, because you only see the same side all the time, do you think it's a hologram like that part's a hologram? Or do you think it's just like that's the outside and it just like because it stays right perfectly. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, it's man. it's bullshit. Like, and and the the idea that we can't see the other side of it is bullshit. Because <clears throat> I mean, we could we should be able to fire a telescope back. Right. right? Exactly. And haven't we taken pictures of Earth from like satellites? I, like beyond I, the moon. I satellites? think so. Like we sent one out to Saturn and took them. I think so. Because look, if it's a full moon on Earth. We, the you know the side is lit up that we always see, but if it's a new moon, the it's dark. The other other side is lit up, and we can easily send a satellite past. Exactly. Right. So it doesn't make any any damn sense no. that we don't know what the other side of the moon looks like. And we've sent stuff to Mars. Yeah. And haven't got a picture of the other side. It's bullshit. I I I don't want to be like that guy, conspiracy no, guy, but dark side of the moon. There, there's so much that best album ever. Play it in reverse. Find out for yourself. <laughs> Play it alongside uh, The Wizard of Oz. I want to do that. You can just watch it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It truly means a lot to me. 